I'm trying to remember the middle word. Basically, grace removes your enemies, but you, it was a different word you had. Grace. Um, contradiction? No, no. It, at the beginning of the sermon. Grace is embracing the contradictions of life for ourselves and others? No, no, no. That was it the Hegel quote? I don't know. (laughs) Philosophy of contradiction deprives subjects of their enemies? Yes, I love that. Oh, yeah, that is good. Yeah. That's the core. I have so many people that say, well, how can you stand that person? And I say, because they're a person. Yeah. You know, um, in um, even in in our wonderful um, President Forty Five, <sighs> you know, I I sense some of his internal ideas, which allows him to do what he's doing. He thinks leadership is a guy that just runs everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's actually fascism, but. Um, I can understand that. I have people who attack me on Facebook who just say, you know... He should read It Takes a Village. What? I said he should read It Takes a Village. Yeah. And there's one guy all the time if I make any comment about some of the Trump policies, he just tears me to shreds. And um, I I no longer understand that. Because this guy's got his own issues. He's got his own hurts. He's got his own blessings and his own faults you know um, it always astonishes me how how um, a lot of Christians get into a slot and that's the only slot there is yeah till you know I don't like to say that I'm a Christian sometimes right yeah it's a difficult word so much baggage around. No, let me explain. It's not yeah. that kind of question. Yeah. Um. Hannah Arendt says that what makes a society vulnerable to totalitarianism is the lack of civil conversation. Yeah. And when people can no longer formulate their own ideas or support their beliefs and no longer talk to each other with a certain amount of vulnerability, it's a dangerous time. And, um, I completely agree with what you said today, and I, I just wanted to add that I think that for people to speak civilly and to speak productively, there has to be an element, or there, there has to be a way in which they're allowed to tell their story because all of our beliefs are rooted in our history and our observations of life and what we've experienced. And we have to be able to be safe enough to reveal those things that, that are really the basis of our beliefs. Yeah. And um, like you also said, and we can only do that in a venue that's safe and that's governed by by love and respect. But it takes a great deal of time. You can't do it in sound bites. No. 
it takes some putting in the hard. It takes putting in hard work. It really does. It. You have to put in the hard work. And heart. Yeah. I mean, for me to understand certain theology, I just can't. I've tried to buy those like beginner's guides to philosophy and <laughs> you know introduction to Hegel and. <laughs> Eventually, I just had to sit down and read hard books. You know, I wanted the easy answer, but I had to put the work in to get to a place where I could somewhat understand it. You know, I think we just want this easy answer. I don't think we realize that this just doesn't work that way. And I was thinking about the impeachment. Like, oh, okay, we get rid of Trump, and then we get... And particularly, I will tell you, I think he's probably about 20 times worse than Trump. We haven't been in a war yet with Trump, but Pence wouldn't be surprised. And not having dead soldiers on a field is something that I kind of appreciate. I don't care what your motives are. Are you brewing? Brewing. I don't know. You're brewing up some coffee? You got some disagreements? Yeah. <laughs> got some pushback. No, please push back. No, I don't really have any pushback. Uh, I can use it. No, I'm just thinking like engaging on social media is so tricky. and uh, I agree that it's it can be treading water a lot of times. It's brought to mind, I, I mentioned this when I talked last week, and then I, I also sent you those screenshots of that conversation. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, it's just like... You feel like you have to speak up when someone says something that's just like absurdly hurtful and, and uh, stupid, <laughs> in my opinion, or seems to be stupid to you. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, like what are we actually accomplishing by just res- either you know spewing rhetoric, responding to rhetoric, or you know, it's just I don't know. Man. I guess you hope you plant a little seed somewhere. Yeah, right. I thought you were giving actually really good answers. You're like, no, I mean, seriously. You were just trying to be practical. Right. You know, and he was just like, I am. I was almost like you were arguing with like a robot. A robot. Yeah. Like a religious, just yeah. like, right. had like set texts. And, and a robot that like I could have programmed myself. Like I knew exactly, you know, every. Yeah, no, I, yeah I did too. I was like, hey, dude, uh, I, I used to, you know, be entrenched in whatever you're still entrenched in. I know what you're going to say, and it's not going to, you know. Yeah, I had a live chat with, you know, these, I got this plastic screen thing, and it's got a bubble on it, and so I go onto the live chat for the company to, you know, talk to somebody, and I could tell, like, by my questions, oh, that sounds like a really tough topic. How could we, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay, I'm, is this half robot, half human being conversation? <laughs> right. Except that with your person that you're responding to uh-huh. online, there's a person in there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I don't. I'm definitely not against communicating online. I'm just saying. Yeah. For some people, it's they think it's like that's their voice. Uh-huh. And it's easy also to get like a uh, what's the term righteous indignance? Like when you're when you're just like oh, I gotta. Do the right thing here, but then, yeah, at the end of the day, maybe you're not sitting down and talking to someone face-to-face, you know, and uh, trying to connect on a personal level. You're just kind of too flat 
uh, you're, you're being a, a, a flat statement without, yeah, without a voice, without any connection or personal uh, exchange. Now, people, uh, it is very seductive to respond out of dogmatic concepts and dogmatic groups. Mm. Um, till the, there's a funny line that I'll say sometimes: a man's best friend is his dogma. Yeah, you know, because people get into a conflict area and they go to their dogma and they oh here it is, but they're not responding. It's the dogma's yeah. position, and they don't think about that. They don't think about how it hurts this guy who attacks me on the Trump stuff. Doesn't give a shit about how I feel. He just wants to pound on me, knowing I'm probably not going to change my ideas. Um, and so it becomes a game. Human interaction now becomes a game of trying to win, mm-hmm. which is not cool. When I started doing a 10-step with one of my sponsees every night, the second time we did it, and I think I've stated this here, he said, Jesus, you're not as perfect as people think you are. And that felt so good, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I'm not. You know, I've learned how to present as really a pretty put-together guy. Wonderful man, but there's sometimes that I'm not wonderful, and the 10-step invites you to disclose. One of the questions in the 10-step is, what are you not talking about that you really need to talk about? You know, uh, to bring it on a personal level, I saw your depression when I came here, and I said, oh, God, I'm going to come... You know, I could be playing in Sunday mornings at uh, Liberty Church. Yeah. And I told Pastor, uh, Pastor Alika, I said, Pastor, Jay's going through a tough spot, so I'm going to start going on a regular basis to Revolution. She said, we will pray for you. That's great. So she, in essence, let go of a musician because she knew that I was coming here to be support for you. And then it was kind of... I was very glad that I did that when you disclosed that you were suicidal. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm sure glad I did that. I am too. Yeah. Because that, we need to be here for each other. We don't need to be right for each other. Uh, That's what grace is all about. You know? Um, So I'm glad to be here. But now I might start going back and playing it. Liberty Church. That's okay. It's probably a good sign. I'm doing better. <laughs> no, Bob's not here. I'm doing better. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God Bob's not here. <laughs> I think it's really good that you're uh, you're focusing so much energy and attention on being critical of uh, maybe groups that that are so easy to. Oh yeah, we're just. Be critical of liberals, I guess. Not you know, just to not dance around. Like being so progressive, but then actively trying to you know call both sides out. Like, hey, this this smells awful familiar to what you know we were raging against the other side doing. You know, well, I felt like I know I felt I sort of felt like a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to like I gave like this qualifier at my <laughs> in, in Arkansas. I was like, I have never voted for a Republican in my life. I'm a lifelong Democrat. I've towed the party line my whole life, so please hear what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? 
I mean, this has tested me too, you know. Um, you know, I mean, the fact that I had somebody point me out, point out to me the other week about the whole like, well, you know, Trump hasn't gone to war yet, and I was like, uh, you know? and then I was thinking about all my Democratic presidents and like all the bombs and people that are blown up and died and innocent children, and uh, you know, and I went there and I go, oh, that shook me to the core. Like, I'm embarrassed to talk about it. I won't say anything about it online. Like, hey, we haven't been in a war yet. Because I know I'll get attacked by my progressive friends. They'll say, well, no. I actually said it to one of my progressive friends, and they said, well, that's probably because there's no money in it for him. You know, so I was just like, shit, you know? I'm like, but somebody mentioned it to me, and I was like, oh, I had not heard that. I had not thought of that. No one had said that to me. And it's a, there's things like, I, you guys could just see my saved tweet lists. You know, you have the cancel. It's like, save draft? You could just see my drafts. They're like my, like, my career will end if I send any of these drafts. So hopefully no one ever sends all my drafts. But after I die, I'll have drafts direct sent. <laughs> Publish a book. Of yeah. Drafts. The things Jay didn't say. Yes. <laughs> oh. Man, it's complicated. Like, I, I I try to get through the week. Try to be a good dad. I'm trying to rebuild my career. I mean, I went and got freaking headshots last week. You know, I'm just trying to... I want to speak more. I want to do more revolution. I want to do this stuff. I want to really make things happen. But then I'm afraid, I'm afraid of, you know, like, I'm afraid of, you know, I'm afraid this isn't enough, but it's all I know to do, you know, but it just feels really tough to step here and be like, it's not all solvable on social media, we should talk to each other, and it seems like it's just like nonsense, you know what I mean? It's like, but we just go back to the machine, back to the, what was the Keanu Reeves maybe called? Plugged in matrix. the matrix. We just go back into the matrix. You know, it's so funny because I think most of my friends' complaints about me is that I'm on my phone too much. Mm. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Irony, contradiction. <laughs> well, if that's it, folks, are we done? Any burning desires? That was a post-Christian podcast. <laughs>